We acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia and their continuing connection to the land, sea and community. We pay our respects to them, their cultures, to their elders, both past and present. Hi, I'm Chris Stevens-Todd, narrator and producer of Goulburn Valley Pride's limited series, Think About It, Did It. Exploring the lives of everyday regional LGBTIQA plus Victorians. They share their experiences, what it was like to grow up in a regional town, coming out as a lesbian and later trans, standing out from others, being bashed by a male football team and losing loved ones. We tackle the 40th anniversary of decriminalisation of homosexuality in Victoria and have things really changed. So come along on this journey with us and hear what it was like for everyday queer regional Victorians to live in this world. You're listening to Think About It, Did It. What you may hear in some of these stories could be triggering for some people. Some stories cover self-harm, suicide, and other issues that people have gone through. If any of these things are triggering, please seek support and don't do it alone. Hi Aaron, thank you for taking part in Think About It, Did It? Um, Do you want to be called Aaron or do you want to be called Mama? Well, I'm used to Mama, because there was one time that I actually forgot my birth name, and it made me think when they asked me, and that's when I said, oh, Aaron, but yeah, Mama, yeah, Mama. That is fine. And Mama, what made you want to tell your story and share February here? I, well, I wanted to tell my story because each generation of notice has had a different experience like those before me would have been like in the closet more and my generation well my family my because I'm also indigenous I have the my people allowed me to be me and they didn't care basically but because where we lived you had to be heterosexual in society you had to behave basically want for a better word and yeah it's just and every well my family there's always there's someone that's born to be gay lesbian whatever on each single branch of the family tree and i found that quite interesting there's a representative of the LGBTIQA on each branch of the family tree. And the unfortunate part about that one, my cousin, she was murdered for not being a real woman. And that was years ago. And when her mum told me it hurt that bad that I'd lost my cousin, Robin. So that was a name that she kept because it's neutral and she was murdered for being who she was not where we lived she moved to the city so that made me resolve I don't care if anybody's got a problem with me so be it I will match it so that situation made you more determined to be who you were yep 
Unfortunately, mum married a very metro-heterosexual man, my stepfather, and birthdays, Easter, any sort of occasion that involved presents involved a him present, a male, like male-orientated present. I like playing with Barbies. <laughs> and if, if I got a doll like G.I. Joe, I'd go for the Barbie. Yeah. And I remember one incident where... I was with my cousins, but we as family always got together, no matter what. We always came together, not so much reunions, but together. And, yeah, I was playing with my cousin's Barbie dolls. My stepfather saw it and said, come on, we got to go now. And I got a telling off, you can't play with girls' dolls, you got to play with boys' toys. And I remember that Christmas, I got a Tonka truck, big deal. <laughs> so... It was hard. Mum didn't care, but unfortunately back then the male was the head of the house. And there was another time where I got, oh, what are you, poofed or something? Because I had my hair permed because I liked the curls. And so he had no choice but to accept my choice, my, who I was, because, yeah, otherwise it was end of the road for him. And... In the end, he sort of come around to the idea, but he was he was brought up with the machoism and all that from his parents, so he didn't see, he couldn't see any different. And when we did come for families, he had he's, he had no choice because there we were, no matter who we were, lesbian, gay, bi, whatever. Yeah, we was there. So in the end, he begrudgingly accepted it. Because I grew to like him a little bit more. Not love him, but like him a little bit more. Was he indigenous as well? No. He was Austrian. He came He came on the boat after the war. So, and he met mum. My father was indigenous. My father also didn't care. But my mother's mob, the Arundel people, Central Australia, they're the ones that accept anybody and everybody for who they are. Yes regardless yeah and whereabouts did you grow up have you always been in the Aubrey Wodonga area I've been in Aubrey Wodonga I came in 2013 so that's eight years Aubrey Wodonga sort of freed me up more because I came from Adelaide after spending 20 years there I did I went to went out into the scenes and all that but um, you had to still be careful because there was elements in society that still did not like you because you made a choice and me being indigenous that was a double blow we shouted down the street didn't bother me because I'm not gonna bother the irrelevant people and someone did ask me Oh, are you gay? And because of my growing up, my automatic response was, no, I'm not. I got offensive. And that was my shame because I couldn't admit it to this person I didn't know. I'm not going to tell any any stranger. My friends knew it. Yeah, well, there but, comes that sense, I guess, fear that yeah. comes with that as well, mm. how they'll react. And... Yeah. Well, they were in my house, so if they <laughs> didn't like it, they would have got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was just... No, straight out and I regretted it. Mm. And in terms of discrimination, do you feel you've been treated worse for being gay or you've had a worse time because of your Aboriginal um, in society? Most of the Aboriginal part. There is an element that is not favourable to 
my being gay, but yeah, it's more so the indigenous side of things because I could go to a shop, say before you, you'd get served first, and I'm waiting in line. And this happened many a times, and I've looked at the salesperson without getting abrupt and anything because I could be a Karen but I'm not going to be <laughs> and I'm going with that and I do eventually get served but it's frustrating and one good thing about me is I'm a good reviewer because my friends always follow me about my reviews and my workmates oh where's the best place they always ask me where's the best place to go so I'm telling them and <laughs> it's so funny but it's more so the did Aboriginal person in me, oh, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander, because I'm both, yep. in me that's more discriminated against more because everyone's, like, I've been told by an Italian couple, they started talking to me in Italian, this is in Adelaide, and I said, no, 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 no I don't. They said, oh, you look like you've got some Italians that have your colour and all that. Oh, I didn't know there were black Italians. And I've been, call- I've been called Maori, anything but my own background yeah and once you tell them that it's like oh move on with the subject apparently <laughs> they stop talking to you so it but to me i don't i don't care because why waste your time on minuscule people mm. yeah and how has it been like you mentioned that there's someone on each line of the family tree part of the queer community is it accepting that you're found within the aboriginal indigenous community being gay Oh, yes, because one thing about any indigenous nation in this country, we're accepted no matter what, but we feel more comfortable when a group of us black LGBTIQA people come together and we're like, we're like our own little tribe. Yeah. We can be Barkindji, Wiradjuri, we can be any nation in this country and we're accepted. Unfortunately, I remember Anthony Mundine saying, oh, homosexuality is not part of Aboriginal culture and I think yes it is, maybe not with your mob but other people because you've got the Tiwi mob up in Darwin they have the distinct pleasure of having a group of transgender mob like this transgender mob with my community but up there they've got their own little village basically there's more the transgender people up there than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. You'll have them floating around everywhere else, but they're more accepted up there. I don't know if you've seen Top End Wedding. No. That's a good example. It's on the list. Yes, you watch that movie and you will see <laughs> them lovely ladies there. Yeah. And they're always greeted. They're not, oh, don't look at me type, and they're not shunned. So they're safer there than they would be elsewhere. Yeah. I'm not saying they can't yeah. leave there, but... They're yeah. more... Yeah, it's their tribe and yeah. mm. their safe spot. I've heard yeah. the term sister girl... Uh, and brother boy, yep. A lot. So what does that mean? Well, sister girl is... You were, you were male, you become female. Yeah. Brother boy is female, but you're now male. Ah, uh, yep. So that's brother boy. And the problem is, there's some organisations that use that word, and I automatically go, I think, to them, to the transgender mob, but they're not talking about that. They're talking about females being females, and males being males when they say sister girl, brother boy. 
I said, you need to make that distinction because I already thought you were talking about transgender people, mm. but you're not. Yeah. So, so I heard it um, in a in a women's country where they were saying, and then they said something about how you sister girls and and that means hadn't heard that before. I had the term sister girl, but not in an acknowledgement of country before, and I think they were probably meaning what you just explained. Yeah, females being females, standing up. So, yeah, but they have to make that distinction, because if I was there listening to that acknowledgement, I would say, yes, they're acknowledging transgender, when they're in fact they're not. Yeah. So they do have to make that distinction, because it's it's moving towards... us now, I say us, because it's belonging to the LGBTIQA plus. So, yeah, that's our work. So, like I said, if I was to go and hear the acknowledgement, probably say, yes, they're not acknowledging transgender, when they're probably not. Yeah, so in a way, it has a meaning within your culture, and yeah. then the, the white population have taken it and changed yeah. it slightly, yeah. and they think they're doing something good, no. but therefore they're actually changing they the could, meaning. Yeah, yeah. they they could be doing something detrimental because you could have a transgender person there. Oh yes, I'm welcome to this community. Probably not. Mm. But that acknowledgement says welcome. I don't think so. So they have to make that distinction. We don't, and we shouldn't. Um, have you mentioned how um, within the Aboriginal community you look for your own tribe, the people of, um, that are also queer? Have you got that here in Aubrey-Wodonga? We, we, we do, but they seek us out because I'm ever-present. Yeah. They know me, and they can't do that at home. I'll give you an example. One uncle, he's passed on now. Hopefully COVID didn't get him. I think he had health problems. He came out to his family, like his children, um... He basically got shunned by them because he was telling us the story. And I'm thinking, how could your own children do that to you? Like, he'd visit, but he was he was more like, yeah, welcome, but you can go soon type thing. It yeah, wasn't a good... It wasn't a long visit. It wasn't a pleasant visit because he's got... He had grandchildren as well, so... So he came here because he felt safer. His sister didn't mind who he was. We didn't care who he was because I remember one time when we did a drag show... Oh, I want to be like you. Can I do it next performance? But then stuff happened and, yeah, he never got the chance. Maybe in his bedroom or in his flat he could twirl around, but, yeah, he never got the chance. And he was... Every time he rang me, we spent quite a while... Like, I was more family to him than his biological. And, oh, we should get together. Do, do, do. When's your next performance? Oh... I'm going to come dressed up. Not as a bloke, obviously. (laughs) But yeah, he felt comfortable around us. And I'm glad we gave him that moment of his sunshine. Mm. You mentioned drag. How long have you been performing for? Well, it started 2016 here, even though I came to Aubrey in 2013. Um, Aubrey Wodonga, I should say. But I think I've been dragging up since... I started wearing my mum's frocks when I was a kid. <laughs> but, oh, as I said with my stepfather, you couldn't be that in front of him. So, he had this vehicle that made a hell of, hell of a lot of noise. You could hear it down the street. So, I'd be dressing up in mother's frocks and whatever. And I loved them because they had all the floral colours. Because, I'm sorry, male 
my own clothes are boring as they hell. Totally are. Yeah, and I love to have floral colours. I'd dress up. Next one I hear the car. Oh, and I'd sit in the. I'd go run to the lounge room. Like nothing happened. He'd be none the wiser, and I'd be a lot safer. Yeah. Because he could flog you, and I didn't want to get that hiding. Mm. So yeah. Because back then you you were allowed to belt your children. And um, how does it feel when you do perform? I feel... Well, my drag persona, Joanna Falk, to me, I think it's a homage to my female family members, my female ancestors. More to the point, my mother, because she she passed away in 2003. That was a turning point for me. But yeah, it's a homage to her. Because when I dress up and if I was to compare photos, I could be her twin. Mm. I don't deliberately dress up to match her, but yeah, I, I match it, I dress up and make up to that moment. So if it was about a specific topic, I would make up to that topic. Yeah. And I would do, I would lip sync songs to that topic because the community needed to see that someone can, I can relate to somebody, not the other way around, mm. and I can feel a lot safer. And I've had the pleasure of seeing you before. Yes, and yeah. you do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that I know of yourself is that you're quite spiritual. Yep. Um, how does that um, come into your life and is a part of you? Um, well, when I was a kid, growing up in the religious background, or well, forefront I should say, background was my choice. And yeah, the forefront of growing up religiously, the Bible didn't recognise that spirituality. I recognised it in my mother, and I recognised it in my grandmother, my mother's mother. And I'm assuming we're, we're a matrilineal line, so I probably got their gift. Mum, not so much, because I remember, I remember one time we, could, we were thinking, she was talking and all of a sudden I finished her sentence and she looked at me oh okay this is like an acknowledgement you like me but like that keep it quiet because the society back then wasn't ready for a gay medium yeah or as my friends my friend calls me an extra large (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah but coming here released more of that because Yes, I could have that sense, but like I said, as a young kid growing up, you were scared of that thing. And it was only that later on that I accepted that, that part of me. I accepted the gayness of me, and I've always accepted the blackness of me, but it was harder to accept that, that part of me that could see the, un- like, the not living. Yeah, I call, I'm more of a sensor. That was a quick visit. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah... So, yeah, I'm, I'm complete. Say hi, Ari. It is hot. Yeah. It's very hot. I'm complete in that sense in of all my choices. <laughs> and how old were you when you came out to the uh, people, family? Well, to my family, it was probably since birth. I, well, I grew up in the heteronormity of things and looking at 
I don't know if this applies to everybody, but I'm sure everyone's father had a porn stash <laughs> and the usual stuff. And I looked at his porn stash and said, oh, nothing wrong with the female body. Because he always bought a couple, couple of magazines, which showed the nudity of both sexes. Yeah. And looking at the female body, oh, it didn't interest me. It was the male bodies that I saw. So, and so to me it was from birth. Yeah, which is always me. Um, my workmates, I came out, well, they sort of guessed it, and I told them, because my, what I do and what I am is nobody's business, unless they ask, because I've always had that wariness, I'm not going to go to, say, the local shopping centre, I'm queer and I'm here, because you don't know who's going to be, well, I can't use the C word, but, yeah, be nasty and deck me from behind so but most people know I am so I'm just wary who I tell or talk to yeah so and this year is the 40th anniversary of decriminalization of homosexuality in Victoria did you grow up knowing that it was illegal for men to be with men oh Yes, because where I grew up, I was always warned, as soon as I walked out the front door to go out in the general public, behave, don't do this, don't do that. So I'm not, I don't sound mincy or flouncy or bouncy, because I grew up, had to put on an act. So that's where I'm probably comfortable when I'm performing, of acting. Yeah. So I could be in the house, la da 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 as soon as I walked out the street, okay mum, see I'll be back, type thing. Yeah. And funny thing though was, because it was a rural town and you had farms and all stations around it, then farm and station boys liked a bit of, you know, warmth. But as soon as they saw us down the street, it was like, don't know you, please don't come near me. Yeah. So they had toffee noses, but not, mm, you know what? Yes. And, um... But um, it shouldn't have been decriminalised because... Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but homosexuality is older than civilization. Yes. Trust me. It very much is. And, um, and it was probably the, the homosexuals that, you know, were the ones that started the fight and saying it's wrong. Mm. Some of them. Um, have you ever had discrimination against you um, by the police? Um, only because I'm black. Yeah. My indigenousness. Me being gay, no. Like, I'm glad there are glows now. There, in some cases, there's one station that has a glow, but isn't LGBTIQA. Unfortunately, he was the only one stepped up. He was the only one ready to fight and bat for us. Yeah. So, good on him. I made the mistakes. Oh, who's your husband type things oh no 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 I'm 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 married to a woman he, he went through his thing but he was standing up for us I said oh well done I was taken aback that we had a straight person as the glow as a glow because the glows I've known are either gay or lesbian yeah and we're coming towards the end and one of the questions I've asked everybody is do you feel you're the person you want to be currently well Yes, but if I was allowed to be that person when I was growing up, I would have been not so much better. Oh, yes, better mentally. Better physically, no. I'm glad who I am. It's taken X amount of years to 
be comfortable, whereas I should have been comfortable from the word go. And sometimes that choice is not available to us because you, you're going to have people still in society not acknowledging you, not accepting you, treating you less than you are. I've all, I spoke to my friends about this. I laugh at that there's a time in society where people are coming out as straight. Not gay, lesbian, bi or whatever, but they come out as straight. And funny, someone did a skit about that, one of the comedians, and I just pissed myself laughing because it was so funny. Here I'm thinking, oh, he's coming out. And next one says, well, if he had two lesbian mothers, he'd say, mums, if he had two lesbian dads, I'm gay, lesbian dads, please. Stupid. Gay dads are saying, parents, I want to say something. Oh, he's coming out, he's coming out. I'm just going to say, I'm straight. <laughs> I just pissed myself up because I've always had this, as a joke, this idea of people coming out of straight and not as being gay, whatever. And that was a funny skit, but irrelevant. Mm. Because I, lo- I love looking at everyone's story that's on Facebook where they come out as gay, lesbian, whatever. Because I never, I got that chance within my little tight-knit commute, like family, not my stepfather, even though I, I, I think he knew, because he made it quite obvious. But yeah, because I didn't get the chance back then, I might be different, mentally, I'm saying. Because physically, emotionally, that's all thanks to my mother, my grandmother, and my family, and my experiences. Like, I've met that, man, that many LGBT, LGBTIQA people and I've listened to their stories and I felt happy, I felt sad. I've been a little bit angry because how dare society do that to us? But it is what it is. Mm. We can't stop people from being ignorant. No. Hopefully, hopefully the next generation, there's a big change oh, uh, within that. Right. The generations now, yes, everyone accepts them. Uh, there's a kid at my school I work with. Ooh, that I work out and his father doesn't accept him so I, and I tell sorry her because she's transitioning sorry Isabel yeah she's transitioning and her dad doesn't like it tough tough biscuits and I said you've got other family that may not be your blood we are family you don't have to be blood because sometimes our blood family is not the ideal place to be no well thank you very much Alan and Mama I should say um, <laughs> I know you're one of my favourite people I know we didn't get to see each other around because you're just such... Because of COVID. You're such just this big energy of mm. um, laughter and warmth. And, mm. uh, and you give the best bounce. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, COVID says we can't touch. Yeah. I'd love to, but so, my arms are itching <laughs> to do that, but can't do it. Yeah, so hopefully next time we catch up, um, we'll be in that position where they say, mm. you can touch each other again. Yeah. So thank you very much for taking part in this project. Mm, Thank you for allowing me to be. That's it for this episode of Think About It, Did It. And please remember, if anything you heard has caused any distress, please seek support. I'm Chris Stevens-Todd. Till next time.